name is San Yokoso. I'm Weabro Derek. And we are the Otaku Couple. I'm Mrs. Otaku. And I'm Mr. Otaku. And do we have a show for you. You heard right. It's the Wea Bros Anime Podcast and I'd Rather Anime Combined. Guys, I appreciate you doing this with me. No, no problem. problem. Thanks for asking us. We're actually really excited about this. It's our first collab. <laughs> uh, we've come together here today to discuss a series that I imagine might be somewhat relatable for two people known as the otaku couple. We're talking about Otaku ni Koi wa Muzukashi, otherwise known as Love is Difficult for Otaku. A while back, I had read uh, one of the reviews on your guys' site over at idratheranime.com for what uh, was recovery of an MMO junkie. It was one of the first things I read on your site, and I had mentioned in the comments that I thought Wotakoi was every bit as good, if not better, than MMO Junkie. So several weeks later now, you guys have seen it, and I guess um, maybe we should try to describe the series first, uh, and then I'd like to hear your general thoughts on it to get things started. Okay, um, so describing it... Um love is hard for an otaku that's pretty much what it's about like there's this girl narami and she changes jobs because her old job found out that she was an otaku and apparently that's not a good thing in japanese culture so she just up and moved her life to this new job got a new apartment and everything and then she runs into like her childhood friend there and He's an otaku, and then he just like spills her secret, and within thirty seconds of being there, like she's still getting her orientation, <laughs> getting shown around, and he's just like, "Oh, hey, you're going to, I think it's comic kit," and he, she's just like, "What? Why would you do this?" And then they link back up, and basically he ends up asking her out, and the whole anime is just about them figuring out how to date each other because they're childhood friends, so they've always just been friends, and now they're dating, and. I don't know like that's it's cute i really liked it there was another question but my memory isn't remembering <laughs> well yeah i mean it's nice to see a romantic comedy that i think begins where most others end with our main characters in a relationship yeah it's not something you see a whole lot so this story is more so unlike with mmo junkie or a lot of the other ones out there where the ending is our loser characters our dorks or whatever getting together <laughs> this is where it yeah. starts right and this time and and so this one is about maintaining that relationship as an adult i think it's way better that way because one for one the the characters are adults and for one you just don't get a lot of anime with adults who are interesting yeah. But then on top of that, like you said, it picks up where most anime leaves off. So you have an interesting, we're already together. So we're past that awkward. Are you looking at me? No, he's looking at me. No. Should I text him back? Maybe. No, like you don't have all of that. And then it's appreciated. Yeah. But what you do have is um, we're together now, but I don't know what, what to, to do. do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's real, though. There's something about that. And it's like, and I don't know how old y'all are, but I just turned 25, right? So I feel like this show appeals directly to my age group. It's nice to see a series where, with characters that are out of high school and college. Uh, the main four in this, I think, are in their mid to upper 20s. Like, I identify with that. And they throw a lot of nostalgia at viewers like like they me, like us if that if you're in the same age group like they reference Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Nintendo, all that jazz. It's like they're literally targeting us, but I don't care because oh, yeah. I want more of it because I like it. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I'm 23 and you're 
26? Yeah, just turned 26. Just turned 26. So I, what you said is a perfect description because it does, and it, like adults, adulting, like they have regular jobs. And that was one of the things that I actually really loved about this is when he stayed up all night gaming, and then he had to go to work the next day and he was just tired and all of them were just completely wiped out. And they were like, oh my God. And then they're drinking Red Bull and trying to stay awake. And he's like napping on his breaks. That's that's real life. Yep. Cause you don't get to call off work just because you made a bad decision. Yep, mm-hmm. I know many a nights we've binge watched plenty of anime and yep. had to get up in the morning. <laughs> get up and go the next morning. Like yeah. I just went to bed at two o'clock. And then you get to work and you're like, I have no regrets it relates literally to people like us which is nice but how would you then how would you describe the type of humor in this show for people who are unfamiliar with it maybe aren't in our age group thinking "Eh, is this worth it even if i'm not if i can't immediately identify with these characters just from a general comedy standpoint how would you describe the series i would say that the series has like a very subtle humor like if you're a teenager and you've never had a serious boyfriend or girlfriend, it might be hard to get where they're coming from, maybe. But like, if you're a person who's had a relationship of any kind and have tried to like work with somebody for it, I don't, I don't even know if that's the work, right word for it. But if you, you try to date somebody before date somebody, there we go. That's what I was then <laughs> you know when you first start dating that first person, you have no clue what you're Just doing. None. You don't even know what you should really do on a date. You just know you want to do it. Mm. <laughs> so, Especially if like you were friends first and you're like, okay, so what's different now that yeah. we're dating? Yeah, so you just get that funny awkwardness and that's how I would kind of describe the humor. It's just that, that funny, awkward, but real humor so you can relate to it because everybody who's ever tried to date anybody has experienced it before. Yeah, and I kind of also like the the comparison between the two relationships between Narami and Hirata. Hirotaka, I cannot first say his name right, and Koyanagi and Kabakura, because like I think that comparison is also really funny. How those Narmi and Hirotaka are very like mild, and we get along, and we were friends, and now we're dating, and everything is just easygoing. And then the other two are just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, they're always yelling at each other. <laughs> and you get that too because it's new couple versus one that's been established too for a while. So they're at that point. And their personalities too, right. I feel like for those characters are just a little more combative in general. But we all know yeah. people who are ultra competitive like that. Yeah. And or- everybody has that friend that has that relationship that you're like, I don't know how that works, but they've been together for like ever. Mm-hmm. And it seems to work for them. So they want to go around screaming at each other. We're going to let them. Another thing that I really liked about Wotakoi, uh, and this is indicative of a lot of slice of life genre stuff I feel in general, but almost every episode felt very complete to me. There's usually an obstacle of some kind for our characters to overcome, right? But they're generally doing it within the episode and there isn't a cliffhanger every week like some series do so this is one that i can watch and have maybe a laugh or two and not be stressing all day or night because it left off on a crazy cliffhanger and it does it every week yeah and like when you finish it because you know we're binge watchers so once you watch the whole thing even after that you still feel like it was complete you don't feel like oh man i wonder what happened next i wonder how this would have worked out like you just feel like it's a nice story wrapped up in a little Bo. Bo. There we go. Oh, that's the word. 
yeah. and it came and, it to and you. And they did leave it open too, where if they wanted to, if it became popular enough, they probably could come up with a second season. But you're right, they don't have to. It doesn't feel like they just left anything hanging. And I don't remember from the written review on your site, but now the two of you have watched it and you both have presumably some difference in taste in anime in general <laughs> and shows in general. Yeah. So were there anything, um, was there anything that you didn't like about the series? For me, no. I, there's nothing that I was just like, I wish they hadn't done that. I just liked it. Well, for me, I'm not generally a slice of life person. So, um, you know, I like action and adventure. It didn't really have that, but I liked the little bits that were in the, um, when they were gaming online and stuff. I thought that was stuff was cool, but. But it was boring. I, I'm saying it was nice for a slice of life. I liked the references and stuff. For me, it was not a boring series, but kind of playing off what you were saying, I can see how some people, especially if they don't identify with the characters to some extent, would find this show very bland. It's not very flashy. It's not very artsy. Even if you're not into like dramas, you can still appreciate Violet Evergarden because it looks friggin' beautiful. Yeah. You can't do that with Wotakoi. It's just not showy like that. It's normal, it's average, it's plain. Uh, but I think in that it's, it's endearing. It is, and it just it connects with you. And if you don't, if you like the stuff that's like over the top and has a bunch of fan service and a bunch of action, and it's this thing, this thing, next thing, next thing, and it just goes super fast. Like this isn't that. This is a very regular, like paced. I don't know. Real. I feel like this is very connected to life. Yeah, it's a very real world style anime. So it's just like. If I were to tell you a story about a guy and a girl and they first got together in real life, it I mean, a lot like this. This would be the story. <laughs> yeah, and this, if they were both otaku, if they were both otaku, and I think that's the nice little spin that they put on it. But considering that it's anime and it's subbed, and you have to read, you have to listen to it in Japanese and read it in English. If you're watching this on some level, you connect with them being an otaku. This isn't something you just, you know, you sit at on your couch and you're like, oh, I'm going to turn on the TV and watch this today. Like, that's probably no, not your life. If you're, if you're watching subbed anime, chances are you're in Otaku. Yeah, or at least minimally. And, mm -hmm. and this type of series isn't one that you're going to find on Toonami or on Cartoon Network late night. <laughs> like, if you're seeking out Wotakoi, it's because you've heard about it and it probably already interests you to begin with, at least the idea of it. I did like the music, too, though. It kind of grew on me, both the opening and ending song. You, too? Like, at first, I don't generally watch intros and outros because... Again, we binge watch it and I just don't have that kind of time in my day. But I started listening to it. So I was like, oh, this is kind of catchy. I like it. Yeah. And then like the intro was cute. I like the little spinning. But I know this is kind of off topic. But in the intro, like uh, Hirotaka, I'm not saying his name right. Is it Hirotaka? Hirotaka. From what I remember, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. I like how in the intro, he's just as goofy as the rest of them, even though he's supposed to be like the cool, calm, collected character. And it just kind of prepares you for, yeah, he's the quiet guy, but he's still just as weird as the rest of them. I just, I like that. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I saw the intro once and I saw the outro maybe once. Yeah, that was about it. I was <laughs> yeah, and, and most people do. I'll do it sometimes if I think something is like really catchy or if I like it, I'll watch it. Um, but I almost always end up watching the endings just to make sure that I don't miss anything like after afterwards because <laughs> I've done that a few times and I've learned better. Yeah, that's a hard that. lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah, there was more episode after the credits and you missed mm -hmm. them. And then you get to the next episode, you're like, wait, 
what? That's not where we left off. So (laughs) ultimately then the two of you have got this uh, blog and podcast together, but two different opinions. Would you recommend love is hard for otaku? Yes. I'd recommend it if you like slice of life. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there and say, I liked it, but I like dramas. I like slice of life and I like comedies and I find the 20 something year old characters relatable. So this series is right up my alley to begin with. Still, I'd still, if you've seen Net Juno Susume, so Recovery of an MMO Junkie, and liked it or anything like that, like the romantic comedy type series, especially if you find it increasingly more difficult to relate to high school or college age kids, definitely check this one out. And for my listeners, definitely check out I'd Rather Anime if you aren't familiar with them. They're very similar to We Bros in that they've got a podcast and written articles on the site. It's idratheranime.com, right? Yep. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, thank you both for collaborating and thank you everyone for listening.